Hey, Mark, how you doing? It's Vaughn from 360 Magazine, and it's a pleasure having you today. Good, Vaughn. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm fine. So tell us, Mark, how did you... This is Mark. We're speaking to Mark Seal, and Mark, currently you you, um, you helm a brand that is really making a lot of noise in the industry. Can you tell us about the brand? Uh, yes. So I, I'm the CEO of Sortium. Uh, I'm representing Sortium and, and our brand uh, for a flagship game coming out called CryptoGene. Uh, but Sortium, we're, we're primarily a tech company and we have a technology platform that we build all, all focused around reimagining what it really means to, to be a Web3 experience. I think today you see a lot of focus on specifically a metaverse or uh, profile picture releases. And there's there's this kind of infancy level of, of play to earn. And Sortium is focused on taking this into the, the AAA uh, quality of experiences and, and how can blockchain, NFTs, um, and all the technology of Web3 really innovate and drive the experiences that we engage with and, and provide user, player, patron-owned experiences that showcase real benefits and, and real engagement. Um, and then we have our flagship game, CryptoGene, that's coming out. And that's all about genetically engineering fantasy creatures featuring on-chain DNA, utilizing real CRISPR DNA algorithms for anybody who wants to get a little science-y. Um, we have on-chain artificial intelligence and simulation, utilizing some advanced multi-agent human-in-the-loop learning systems. Um, really cool and advanced stuff, but most importantly, it's all built around a high-fidelity uh, game experience that's fun. It's not just about how do we tokenize something. It's about how, how do we provide value to a player-owned economy to have a fun experience that's scalable and uh, fun. Nice. So can you, okay, so let's just walk, can you walk me through the, walk me through this process? Let's say, for instance, I'm a gamer, but I'm really, I used to be, not anymore. <laughs> but, but you know, everybody has gamers in their family, like, you know, my 12 year old son. So, um, but the funny thing is, is like, can you walk into this process instead of me playing like, for instance, it's, it, it, in layman's terms, and post to um, me, me, me logging into Roblox or um, Fortnite? Can you uh, put this? Can you can you like walk into the process of your gaming experience? Absolutely. So there's there's a couple differences, right? I mean, the platform itself that we have called Double Helix is there to facilitate the creation of uh, experiences and provide a level of baseline innovation for future innovators to come in and build their own experiences and games and entertainment projects on on that. Um, so there's going to be many approaches to, to how you can have people engage. Um, and I think part of the magic that is still yet to be executed and discovered is frictionless engagement with Web3. Uh, today, everything requires that you have knowledge of either MetaMask and how to link your MetaMask to an account and then how to properly manage your, your private keys and your wallets. And to anybody who's uh, maybe listening that is really 
knowledgeable um, about this or even somewhat knowledgeable, I think it's very important to remember that you're not even the 1%. You're the 0.1% of people that have gotten an understanding of crypto. Um, you understand how to engage with NFTs. The real magic and what we're aiming to provide is frictionless engagement. Knowing that the value is there from NFTs is what's important. But if you have to know the underlying infrastructure, then it's, it's not a great experience. So what we focus on is getting rid of those, those uh, friction points and those barriers to entry for users. And we're the team behind uh, the Tops NFT platform. We, we worked with Tops very closely to build that platform as well, uh, which features Major League Baseball, Godzilla, Bundesliga, uh, so on, some, some pretty major brands. And one approach, and not, not an approach that'll work for everybody into the future, but one approach is simply to uh, have custodial accounts and tie it to your email. So you can come in, put an email in, put your two-factor authentication with a phone number, things that people are very used to doing already. Uh, and then showing. Well, if you want to look at your blockchain stuff, you could go look at your wallet. Um, eventually, we're going to build something for them so that they can hand off private keys. And it's it, those are the kinds of tools we want to provide to creatives so that they can build experiences for people w without uh, the need to have deep technical knowledge. Um, otherwise, we're never going to have mass adoption of, of this technology. And there's a ton of value here to be had. Yeah, there's a ton of value. Speaking of friction, you already know we have a shop on our on our uh, website, and it's powered. Or you can check out with crypto. Sometimes it's connected to Coinbase, and you already know sometimes Coinbase has so many transactions per second. And you already know, so it it, it doesn't always take. It doesn't work. Um, we get a lot of complaints about it. Uh, yeah. Just to be, you know, just to be transparent. So you know, fiat currency is still a thing of the now because of these minor but yet major um, catastrophes I feel that are hurting the NFT world as well as the crypto um, industry it's because we do need to find some some better back not even back doors I don't want to say that word but some better uh, like you said some better tools to access these accounts custodial accounts sound amazing um, like you said because a lot of things are done by custodial accounts I mean if I don't, if, if I'm in the have of, once I have my fingerprint on my phone, or if it recognizes my face, which is very hard to do because my face constantly changes. <laughs> but <laughs> especially in this world we live in, on the phone, you know, you already know. So the thing is, is that, uh, yeah. So as long as you get your fingerprint, you can, you, you can get, you, can, you have a custodial account with an Android phone. It's Google. If you have an iPhone, it's Apple. It's like that controls your entire world you know so yeah. can you elaborate on how you guys would, um, integrate that approach to what you're doing now yeah i think it's a it's a mix right you want to give people freedom they need to have choice and to onboard new users the best thing that you can do is provide that frictionless environment um and it doesn't necessarily mean custodial accounts because I, I know people who are very into the tech will will uh, scoff at that idea that they don't have control of their wallets and that's that's fine for you, as as some as someone who might be uh, knowledgeable. That's perfectly fine for that individual. Uh, but if we want to get other users on, which is going to lead to bigger adoption by uh, major corporations and brands, which is going to lead to the advancements of the, of the technology and better integration into our lives of Web three, which ultimately will give 
individuals more control over their own assets, um, you need to have this bridge. And custodial utilizing Google logins or Apple logins and, and tying uh, ownership to, to those accounts that, you know, maybe you eventually don't want to be using Google or, or Apple. But if you have the choice, if you're new and you can start the experience and you can dive in with something as simple as a phone number or an email, and then as you gain more knowledge of the system and you want to take the leap to, to having a responsibility managing your own accounts, well, then you have the ability to do so. And that's part of what our, our platform facilitates and one of our uh, kind of mantras is, is that we want to reduce the friction, but give users the freedom to evolve into full decentralized ownership over time. Nice. I feel like that's a wonderful uh, approach. And I love the fact that you were transparent enough to even say that. Like you said, a lot of people are going to come jump down both our throats, but it is what it is. It's like, we need to have, it needs to be an easier process. Like I've been studying and researching and talking and to brokers and crypto to now from 2009 to, you know, to now and sitting on panels and talking as, you know, talk, talking to people and speaking to people about press and marketing. It's just, it's great. It's fun, but it, that, that's all it is. Unless we can get more people to join forces with us and team up with us and try to understand and make it easier for them to use, to use this, this platform, it's, just, it's not helping anybody. We're all just talking, you know, just to make some, you know, just to hear ourselves. So I think it's great that you guys are taking that step forward and trying to figure out how to integrate them because, you know, something is, 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 is um, you know, minting. The minting process is difficult for a lot of people. I went to Cornell and I graduated in three years. I believe And I'm here to tell you that, you know, I have to, I have, to have a, a whole team behind me sometimes when it comes to minting because some of the platforms are just like, what are you asking me all these questions? What are you talking about? And I'm, I'm pretty much a nerd. And if, if, you, if you know anybody that knows of me or knows me, you know that I will figure it out. I will figure it out. I'll ask somebody to know somebody. I'll find somebody. I'll research it. I'll Google it. I'll do whatever it takes to find the answer to an issue. But minting, it's just all these questions and it breaks and you got to do a metamask. You said, then when you, try to, when you try to mint from another platform to another platform, like, do you feel like the new platform you're creating and you guys are um, starting, are, is it going to be able to answer some of these issues that we're having, especially when it comes to going from Ethereum to Solana? Or from Ethereum to Tron or Light or whatever, are, are we going? Are we going? Are, are some of these gonna, issues going to be solved? So some, yes, right. Our the, the platform that we have is really, um, as I said, it's foundational technology. So what what you'll see facilitated by Double Helix um, and and the technology that that provides is really solutions to top brands to to build very intuitive and engaging. Uh, experiences that you'll be able to go in and, and view on your on a website or on your mobile phone or in VR, AR, all of that is um, functioning in high fidelity on, on our platform. What it also does is a uh, double helix is chain agnostic. It can be sitting uh, as, as a layer above the Ethereum mainnet or Solana or Avalanche or any combination of them um, and act as a bridge gateway between various chains and that's important and powerful obviously because as you said right if you're going from one platform to another that's that's complex 
But if you had a central point that is agnostic to all ecosystems and you can transition things uh, between as new ecosystems are onboarded, then you you take away a lot of that friction and you can really just calculate the value of an item in its uh, kind of global state and pair it against other things. So you could say, well, the value of this NFT or this asset um, is this much ETH or this much Solana or this much et cetera, et cetera. And if I want to transfer it to these ecosystems for some reason, I have the flexibility to do so, but I'm not mandated into, into one specific ecosystem. Um, that is the problem that we'll solve. Uh, I don't think Double Helix is going to solve necessarily an ease of mint for uh, everyday NFT creators just yet, um, because it really is focused around providing high fidelity technology and advancements in artificial intelligence, simulation, uh, game engine technology or 3D engine technology, all to uh, studios and, and brands that, that want to really showcase uh, the quality that can come to Web3. Um, but as these brands start to adopt uh, what we're what we're doing and even CryptoGene as that launches, it'll certainly ease the friction between user engagement um, and transitioning between various ecosystems should should somebody want to do that. Uh, it also removes the uh, strain of uh, you were speaking about like transaction limitations and that stuff and sometimes on a congested network, that's a very big issue. Even when we were developing on Avalanche, that was uh, at one point uh, an issue and, and kind of a challenge that we had to work through because we would launch a release for Tops NFTs and uh, if a game that was being built on Avalanche had some kind of launch or activity at the same time, you had global network congestion that would uh, kind of muck up the entire experience, right? It would delay people's transactions and that's another point that Double Helix aims to solve. Um, through privatized and user-owned layered economies, you can effectively, everybody can have their own, own sub-network economy that they can launch their project on or, or launch an experience on. And that network is independent of any globalized traffic on, on other uh, ecosystems. So when you go into this game in this world of Chimera, because that's the world that's the world you're going into right when you play the game. Chimera? Is it Chimera? Yeah, so for, for Cryptogene, um, in, in that world, the, the goal of Cryptogene is to genetically engineer these creatures, as they said with on-chain DNA. The creatures themselves are called uh, Chimera. So mm -hmm. as you're as you're in the game and in your lab, um, you are doing various tasks to create your Chimera. And the way that the network infrastructure is built out it's it's insulary. Um, so one of the models, and, and we're going to be publicizing this model of how we build sustainable game and experience ecosystems. Um, today, I don't know how familiar you are with with other game projects out there, but pretty much everything utilizes kind of these these gimmicks or starter yields, which they're really not scalable economics. Um, and some of our profession comes from that deep game economics and game development, AAA development. Uh, working with with kind of major game design or experience design. So we're taking all of those principles that generates a profitable and scalable game today, and we're building a ecosystem infrastructure, which will launch with CryptoGene, that allows for players to come in and, and they can spend money the way that any player would come into a game and spend money today. And we've come up with methods and models that will cycle that revenue 
back into the game's ecosystem uh, while allowing other players to to still earn. So that's that's kind of the overview goal of, of CryptoGene is it's, it's showcasing this technology, but also showcasing scalable ecosystem models so that players can actually come in, engage, and uh, and if they want to, to earn, they can, but if they want to spend, then, then they can do that as well, and it's going back into the economy by doing so. Nice. And so um, can you walk us to, uh, uh, do, okay, so for people that are not familiar with these virtual realities, because this game, I was just looking at the trailer when you were speaking. It's really awesome, guys. You got to check it out. But um, can you walk people through the process of how they can gain access to the game um, from a layman's term point of view? Do they need to have Oculus or blah, blah, blah? So they, they don't. Um... It, when CryptoGene launches, we will also be utilizing MetaMask as well, but it is integrated into the game. Uh, and then we're going to, to work on doing what we were just talking about, where we have uh, kind of custodial methods to come into to playing, should you choose. Uh, but our, our current core audience is, is typically knowledgeable about MetaMask, so we've decided to just ease the unwrapping of MetaMask in general. Uh, inside the actual game, you'll, you'll log in. So... When we launch, somebody can go to the CryptoGene.com site. Uh, they'll be able to play right from their web browser or a mobile phone. If they have a VR headset, they'll be able to have some of the experience in VR. That's uh, really up to the player, what they, how they want to experience CryptoGene and the lab. And so VR would be great. Um, obviously, it's an amazing experience for anybody who hasn't tried it. Uh, go go find some of the better uh, VR games out there and, and test them out. You can't just watch footage. You have to actually experience it yourself to really grasp how cool it is um so that that'll be an option in CryptoGene. but if you have a web browser and you have a mobile phone that's part of the advancement of double helix is it allows for really high quality games to to run in in a web browser uh, and mobile phones are more powerful today than they've ever been as many people might know fortnite call of duty these games have have mobile apps but the problem is you have to download them. I don't know if anybody's downloaded the Call of Duty mobile game, but it takes forever, even on a high-speed network, to download the entire game and finally get in a play. You don't have to do that with CryptoGene. Just go onto the website and, and you'll be able to play. Now, the game's not out yet. Um, we're planning to launch later this year. So for now, if people want to come in and try and be involved, they can go to our Discord, which is listed on the CryptoGene.com site, or I think the Discord link is literally discord.gg slash CryptoGene. Very easy. Um, and CryptoGene is C-R-Y-P-T-O-G-E-N-E. Great. And so, um, everybody, I hope you get that information, because I sure did. What, in, in terms of, like, build, when you built this community, or when you, uh, I guess, came to the concept with your company, did you, um, do you feel like a lot of your, um, the employees or people that you're working with, even some of the, the, I guess freelancers or independent contractors, do they represent what's going on, like the globalization of the world, do you feel? In terms of the population? Um, are you saying, is our team kind of global in, in its presence or? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, certainly. So, um, Sortium is is pretty unique. We're, we're probably one of the largest studios out there and, and I don't even know if many have, have heard of us yet, but we have about 70 Web3 experts on the team today, um, half of which are actually based out of El Salvador. And we we have offices in El Salvador. I'm actually traveling there tomorrow to, to spend uh, some more time with the team. 
myself, my co-founders are there many months out of the year. We have additional team in Brazil and, and on-site staff there. Um, we have a presence in Lugano, which is a great area in, in Switzerland. Um, and then we also have space in New York and, and our headquarters in Miami. So um, we're we're certainly uh, global. We have a couple people in Germany as well. So we're we're really between Latin America, the U.S., and, and Europe at the moment. Um, but we don't. Uh, our, our our team members are hired based on their their skill sets, their passion for the space, and and kind of what what they've been able to do. Um, so we we go after the best and brightest globally all over the world and bring them into the sortium team um our, our kind of core focus is just to to put the best together and create amazing content and help innovate for future innovators uh through double helix and provide amazing technology that's that's going to allow people to jump in and, and build the next generation of what web3 will have to offer nice and then in terms of um, let's see. Oh, I was going to ask you too. In terms of the user experience, are you guys going to, is there going to be any opportunities for global brands to be a, be a part of the game? Yeah, we, we may have an opportunity for global brands to be a part of CryptoGene. Um, we're partnering or, and working with a couple of global brands just utilizing Double Helix to build their own experiences. So Double Helix in itself is, is going to be open to major brands and um, and companies to build their own dedicated experiences on. Uh, as far as CryptoGene goes, there certainly may be opportunity for major brands to come in and be a part of uh, what we feel is going to be the world's first true living NFTs and, and high fidelity uh, Web3 title. Cool. And then since you guys are so, you already know a lot of technology so far has been bombarded with a lot of negativity in regards to mining and coal use and you know fossil fuels and this and that um has your team or your brand and company um has it figured out some ways on how to do align itself better with the community or outreach with um, philanthropy to help yeah so we we don't we don't believe in utilizing computational power uh, without creating some kind of generalized benefit. So um, the way that Double Helix will will work as CryptoGene and other games get spun up on it is it's focused around building a decentralized simulation and artificial intelligence network. And as games and experiences are built on this. The target is they, they produce around or they'll, they'll utilize around 50% of their produced simulation power and throughput. Uh, the additional 50% that's unallocated in this will be able to be reallocated to third parties, uh, effectively sold or productized. Um, so by playing games and engaging in your favorite experiences, if they're built on double helix, you're actually contributing to uh, medical, science, um, other research and simulation processes that we can outsource to to parties that need this uh, this power anyway. They're going to be utilizing this computational power regardless, whether it comes from internal or some uh, network farm. Or, but we can do it in a decentralized way where players and the users of the game are effectively, just by playing, building a product that can be 
monetized to the outside world. And that brings revenue back in for them. Uh, it's not wasting any kind of computational power. And it's all focused around things people are, are already doing. People love entertainment. They love playing games. They're going to do these things anyway. Uh, we don't, we don't waste efficiencies by, you're not, you're not mining some, some token, um, irresponsibly. There's, there's no mining actually really going on at all. Uh, the entire ecosystem, while, while it's built on blockchain infrastructure, the, the chain is utilizing, uh, validator nodes, which are, are not computationally heavy, such as, uh, chains like Bitcoin or Ethereum was, uh, and when we're running simulation nodes as well, uh, that's that's unwasted computational power, and it's creating an environment in which players get to scale the network through their participation, and, and also create uh, revenue opportunities that'll earn back into the ecosystem. Cool. Is there anything else that we didn't touch on that you would like us to speak about? Um, I, I think I think we actually covered some of the amazing points of, of Double Helix, of Cryptogene, of, of Sortium. And maybe the only thing that that I would uh, add or, or even just recap is if people want to go check out the amazing stuff that Sortium is doing, uh, Cryptogene will be the first title to launch. So head over to Cryptogene.com or our Discord at discord.gg slash Cryptogene. Check out what we're doing. Join the community. Um, come in, ask questions if you have. And if anybody is uh, interested more in, in Double Helix or some of the other work we're on, still come into that discord and, and start asking questions we'll be there to answer uh my myself and my co-founders are on there daily and uh we're planning to launch later this year it's going to be it's an even though we're in a this kind of going into this bear market it's still an exciting time i think this is where we're going to see a lot of projects build um and have to innovate in order to really get people interested and engaged and I, I think we're doing that at sortium so check it out yeah, and thank you so much, Mark, for taking time out of your busy schedule. We really appreciate you, and we really appreciate the work you're doing within the field. It's all part of advancement and technology, and you, you guys are, you know, you're on it. And I, lo I love the game. I think it's so fun. Um, I can't wait to be a part. I can't wait to, you know, go investigate more about it and become more, you know, more informed about what you guys are doing, especially with Double Helix technology and all that. Um, I think you guys are doing awesome. And, you know, again, thank you for so much for stopping by. Uh, if you ever want to stop by again, let us know. We'd love to have you. Once you guys get closer to some other projects you're working on and or finalizing this one, um, maybe we can talk about that as it comes out. Um, but again, thank you so much for being a part of today's conversation and trying to educate people about what's going on in the market with NFT and the crypto space. Well, thank you so much for having me. Uh, definitely love sitting here talking. I, I love talking about uh, what we're doing in the space and just the space in general. I think there's so much to to learn and so much to engage with here. Um, it's kind of hard to navigate. So it's always good when you have great avenues and, and communities that you can go in and talk to and speak uh, kind of intelligently about what's going on in the space. And uh, this is excellent getting getting to sit down and, and discuss. So I certainly would love to come back as we have more to, to talk about. Um, and thank you again for, for having me on. All right. Well, thank you, Mark. Have a safe trip and flight to El Salvador and um, with your team. And we look forward to hearing more about some of the great things you're doing with your company as well as for the whole space. And, and, and again, if you're ever available for any, are you going to be doing any conferences coming up before I forget? Are, are you doing any NFT 
speaking engagements or panels that we can touch on for listeners and readers? Uh, I I think I think so. We were at NFTMYC. We we spoke there. Uh, there's a conference coming up in October in Lugano that we'll be attending. Uh, and I think we're looking at right now. There's another conference coming up, a Bitcoin conference in El Salvador. Uh, but also, if you have any conferences that you know of that that I didn't mention after this, send them to me. We're always looking to attend and be a part of of conferences or or great events. Okay, we'll do. That's exactly what we wanted to hear, and it's glad to know that you're open to that. Um, and we'll take note of the El Salvadorian NFT conference, NFT. NYC was cool. NFT LA was interesting, and NFT Miami week, NFT week Miami was cool. But um, so I'm looking forward to <laughs> looking forward to these NFT 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 <laughs> spaces. But yeah, but thanks so much. I appreciate it. Um, have a great day, and I love your glasses, by the way. They're cool. <laughs> thanks, man. I appreciate it. You too. Have a good one. All right, bye. Bye.